what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. I just don't know. I don't know what to do with it. So it's just a, it's in the box. I finally got my X going, but you finally got your iPhone X going. Yeah. And you got an Apple TV. Yeah. It is a new yeah. year for you. 2019. Watch out. Scotty's got an iPhone X Look and out. an Apple TV. Stepping up, son. Did you get them both for Christmas or did you just get the phone for Christmas? You won them both. I won them both. Lucky dog, you. What'd you do for New Year's? Well, I didn't I didn't even make it to midnight. What? I was in Colorado. I know. I was in Colorado, uh, hanging with my mom and and uh, stepdad and my daughter and her little sister. And we were playing games. And then uh, next thing I know, we were going to bed and it wasn't even midnight. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm old. I barely made it to midnight. I, I pretty had a, I had a pretty low key New Year's as well, but uh, I guess that's what happens when you get older. Not so not so crazy wild on the on the New Year's Day. But looking forward to 2019, man. There's a lot of store for this year. I can't believe it's 2019. It's here. Are we like under, you're ready or not? We're we're under 70 days at this point. It's got to be. Open that app on that new iPhone 10. On Friday. On Friday. Which is today. Which is today. 69 days. 69 days that's crazy Rob McClendon Robbie Bobby yeah 69 Nikki Hayden there you go yeah 69 days I'm gonna be in Florida where it's warm you'll be here before then I hope so so uh before then I'll be working before then you are what are you gonna be doing well next weekend I'm gonna do some arena cross at the lazy e arena in Guthrie Oklahoma that sounds like fun. Yeah, I like Arena Cross. It's kind of cool. I used to race that a long, long time ago before I even started racing flat track. Yeah? Yep. Fantastic. And then what? I'm going to Phoenix. Phonix? To see Grand... Phonix. 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 You're going to Phoenix? I'm going to, I'm going to Phoenix to see Grandma and Pa, hang out with them for a little bit. Do they live in Phoenix? Up. They live in Phoenix, right? Well, part of the year. Okay. Half the year they live in, in Phoenix, actually Sun City, out there, a retirement community that, that you know, posters up the neighborhood every day when he rides his motorcycle <laughs> through. But, you know, part of the year they live out there and part of the year they live in Oklahoma City. They get out when it gets too cold for a while just to go take in some of that yeah, Phoenix. They, they don't like the cold. And yeah. then, you know, Pac can ride his motorcycle every day. He's got a group of guys he rides on the street with. And he's got a group of guys he rides up in the trails and through the desert with. So he rides his bike just about every day at 87 years old. I gotta, I, I really have a hard time deciding who's the bigger badass. Graham or Pa. I don't know which one's the bigger know. badass. I think they're both equal in badassness. You know what? One day, we're just gonna call Graham and we're gonna have her own episode. Oh boy. A whole episode dedicated to Graham. You think, you think she'll uh, be okay with that? I don't think we're gonna give her any choice. Oh, I love that answer. Yeah, we'll definitely have to hit up Graham some point and talk through her flat track love, and, and she's probably got a, a few stories of her own. But uh, you want to talk about the news that dropped this week? Well, the biggest news was the uh, the gangs getting back together. That's yeah. kind of how they put it. But Kennedy Racing, who got out of flat track for a while, sold out completely. He's getting back in with Brandon Robinson, the Revolver number forty four, yep. and Brent Armbruster. And I think the biggest news is they bought some Indians. So. 
they're going to be competitive. That's crazy. We're going to see B-Rob hopping from the, the Harley team to an Indian. It'll be interesting to see what he does on that Indian. Just like when we say that, I feel like we say that about every rider, but it's, it leaves a question. An empty seat is open on the factory Harley team. So yeah, are so they going to hire somebody else or are they going to roll with two riders? Yeah, I'm sure they've had a heads up. So they've probably got somebody in mind. I haven't heard any rumors of you. Well, Mikey Rush did fill in uh, and help out the team for the last couple of rounds. Maybe yeah. he's going to get the nod. I don't know. He was riding a couple towards the end of the year, so that, that definitely might make sense there and, and be what happens. Who knows? Um, it'll be interesting to see either way. And I know we're going to talk to B-Rob, so I definitely look forward to that conversation and, and hearing what he has uh, to say about you know the change and, and expectations for 2019 on an Indian. I wonder if he's even ridden one yet. I, he's you know, had to. I like, it. I like talking to people and getting their first impression of that bike because everything's been so positive about him. And Arm Brewster's been working on some Indians. Hadn't he, wasn't he working with Johnny Lewis for a while? Who else was he working with on an Indian? Well, he also helped out the Ducati team there for a little while, oh, a couple right. races. So he, he's, uh, he's worked on a lot of motorcycles. He can definitely turn some wrenches. So yeah, man, already some big news in 2019. And like I said, we'll be talking to B-Rob and, and getting the details on that in the, in the coming weeks. So looking forward to that. Is there anything else going on? I think that, uh, you know, AFT did a good job of this last year. I think kind of building up towards March and Daytona, they had a, a pretty decent press release, whether it was a, a renewal of a, a sponsor or, you know, somebody ch changing a ride or a team, um, they do a pretty good job of ramping it up. So I'm sure we'll hear more week after week. Well, that and, you know, Carter, a lot of the contracts just ended. So maybe all the new rides aren't quite set in stone just yet. You know, some of them are year to year. I know like the factory Harley riders, you know, January 1st to December 31st. So uh, that makes sense. That's why Brandon Robinson's announcement just came out. Uh, I don't know if any other changes just yet, but uh, hopefully we'll hear some here pretty soon. Yeah. There's going to be some uh, flat tracking here in Florida in the next couple weeks, dude. Are you going? I'm going to try to make it. I'm like 90% right now. Although I did see a hat that Corey posted today that makes me want to go just to get that hat. His Corey Texter racing yeah, hat? Yeah, the CTR hat. That's a pretty dope little hat. I want one. I, I like hats. I, I, comment, I commented it right away. I said, dude, that's awesome. That looks yeah. good. He said, yeah. you look good in one. I said, I don't look good in any. We need to figure bills. out We need to figure out where he got that hat and then throw one of those uh, Off the Groove logos on there, too. That'd yeah. be pretty sweet. Well, not on his hat. We can make our own, but I want an Off the Groove hat. Those are pretty sick hats. I like that. We've got to go with the Kawasaki green, though. That's kind of our trademark. Absolutely. That's your color. So, that is my color. Yeah. The Dubler. The Dubler green, is so I call it. So we're in 2019. We got to kick it off with with somebody big. Um, I've been talking to a few people, and uh, somehow we were lucky enough to get JD Beach this week. You got a hold of Jiggy Dog. Jiggy Dog himself. Yeah, he's gonna give us some time to talk through uh, his crazy off season. Well, that and he's gonna be one of the busiest guys in 2019 he's riding moto america and american flat track he's already busy man you should hear what his schedule's been like since he's uh raced the meadowlands in 2018 it's been nuts i don't know how does he does he have a stop button or a pause button most flat trackers don't but this one doesn't that's especially true. yeah that's true i don't i don't like sitting still i hate the off season it's driving me crazy yeah we're almost out of it man 69 days what are you excited to talk to jd about I want to know how he's going to make everything work, how he's going to fit everything in his schedule. And I want to know what his goals are for 2019, because he's going to try to race the entire flat track schedule and the entire road race schedule. And then I want to see what's going to happen when there's a conflict of interest. Where is he going to race? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know if they're going to know at this point, right? This is the first time he's 
try to ride both series full time, right? Right. To, yeah. to try to race the entire schedule, yes. It's the first time he's done a little bit of both. He's you know yep. mostly been concentrating on road race. But this year, it sounds like I think the focus is more in flat track, even though he is moving up a class in road race. Yeah. And I know he'll want to win that championship just as bad as he, he as he wanted to win the Super Sport Championship. Yeah. But to win a Grand National flat track, first off, he hasn't won a Grand National, you know, the premier class main event yet. So really? I know that's got to be a priority. And then trying to win the Grand National Championship, uh, I think he's focused on flat track a little bit more than before. I'm gonna call it. I think he gets that first uh, that first Twins win this year. Uh, and I I got a feeling that he's gonna get it in Daytona. I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there because he he almost got it last year and he's hungry for it. I'm gonna say he's gonna do it in Daytona. The first race of the year. Yeah. I'm gonna go in on a, on a on a brand new bike. You heard it here first, folks. On a brand new team. Yes. It's not a brand new team. I mean, he's raced some races with Essence, and he finished out the year pretty strong on two different bikes that he had barely ever ridden. I'm just going to go out there and say it. So when it happens, you could say that I said it here. Do you want me to say that on fanschoice.tv? No, don't say that. You don't need to say You don't need to throw it out there like that. It, it, it's a bold prediction, right? Because Just because Do- Mies has been dominant in, in Daytona, so it's going to be tough to top Mies, right? But right. I think Jiggy's got something for him. I think he's good. I think he almost beat him last year. Okay, what if oh boy. he wins? Yeah. I can say you heard that first on Off the Groove. <laughs> sure, why not? That, okay, all right. <laughs> if he wins. Um, and I might not have been the first person to say it, right? I'm sure some other people have said it. He, like I said, he, he was right on Mises' tail last year. I think he could do it. Boy, you're pretty confident. I, I'm, I'm 90% confident, but I mean, I don't know. Just kind of, just kind of hit me, so I throw it out there. We'll see what happens. All right. Hey, Carter. What? How how did you get so hooked on flat track in only two years working with American Flat Track? Oh boy, that is not a short answer. I I don't even I don't even know if I can put that into words. I, the first time I saw it, I was like, "This is badass." I'd been working for NASCAR for seven years, and I didn't know anything about it. I don't know how that happened. I guess I was concentrating on four wheels, not two. But I'll never forget it. I was working on, uh, I actually project managed the, the launch of Fans Choice. And I saw it for the first time. And the flagger, Kevin Clark, at first was what caught my eye. And I was just like, well, that's badass. And then I saw them take the first turn in turn one. And I was like, oh, that's badass. And I couldn't stop. And I think it was Daytona. So, I mean, it was a short track, right? It was short, short mm-hmm. track. Uh, so yeah. it wasn't anything crazy. I mean, take that for what it is. It it was a short track as one of them. It was still badass and crazy because there's these huge motorcycles going around almost touching each other on dirt. Blown away. Then, dude, once I got out there to see him in person the first time, I I don't think I'll ever, ever go back. Um, I'm, again, I've never ridden a motorcycle, never thrown a leg over a bike, but I'm a flat track fan for life, dude. And anybody who's been close to this and had that same experience knows exactly what I'm talking about. And to get to know some of these riders and... I get to call them friends now, like never going back and uh, doing whatever, whatever I can to be involved with the sport. So I don't know if that's, like I said, that's about as short as I can make that answer, I think, without getting into many more details. But I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the family. Oh, stop it. You're you know, part of us, uh, man. You're not, part of the flat track family. Not even close, man. I, I'm, I'm what, 
barely scraping three years now and i'm barely scraping the surface on what this is and learn i'm still learning like i remember there's like two or three times a week that you're telling me that i need to figure out what the hell that means but i mean dude i don't know i I feel the only thing you can't figure out is what a lot of people don't quite understand too is the difference between aft singles and aft twins and back in the day you had to ride both and yeah two different championships back then it's so confusing but it might it it just might be it it might be the newbie in me that i just i I can't wrap my head around it, and I'd rather just focus on what it is than what it was. There you go. I like because I mean I get lost in it. I'm like, what the hell? You, they wrote singles and twins, but then they didn't. But then they did. Now they do. Like I'm just like, let's just figure out what it is and move on from there. They're you all still the races. Yeah, they're all still the same people. Yeah. They're all still going around in circles on dirt on motorcycles. I don't know. I, I I'm not trying to stress about what it was. I love what it is. Hey, what track did I make you go around with me? Didn't we take a mule or side by side on something? Oh man, there were a couple. I remember, I remember the first time we went to Lima, and I was working in the truck. You said, "I know you're always in that truck, and you're working your ass off in that truck, and you never want to leave, but you need yep. to step outside and stand yep. on the fence um, during one and of the eat practices." Eat some pea gravel. And I did, and and I and nobody knew what was going on. I said, "Sorry guys," I put down my headset and I walked out of the truck, and they're like, Where, "Where's where's Carter?" Because I'm like, "I'm producing the the broadcast." And they're like, "Where's Carter going?" I was like, "I'll be back in like." two minutes and i just walked out and stood on that fence and i got slapped with a lot of gravel on the face and i, and I remember like going back at the end of the day and i had like red dots all over my face i was like well that's pretty cool that's pretty yeah. cool and yep. i think you and that was when you and car were announcing in the booth um oh, inside the trailer inside yeah. Yeah, yeah inside the trailer and i remember talking to the car afterwards and he was like you did it huh and i was like oh yeah because i think he saw the dots on my face but anyway yep. but yeah so i don't know where we went around on a mule was it uh Oklahoma City, I Oklahoma think I got a City. picture from. Yeah, with Kim Coon. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I think I made you go around Peoria with me, too. Or we maybe we walked that way. We one. did a track walk or something with car, I think. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, dude, like, I, I'll never forget. I Two full seasons with the, with the series. To see the tracks, that we, the, the, the historic tracks, to be there, to meet some of these riders, hear their stories, talk to them. Like, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that most people that follow you know, the sport can only dream about. You know what I just did for you, right? What's that? I, I gave you some street cred. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, bro. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, no, it's dude. Like, uh, I, I'm still a newbie, but dude, like, I, I did spend two years on this on the series, and uh, I have some stories to tell. Um, I'll probably never get around to telling any of my own because I think there's too too many awesome stories for others to tell. But uh, but yeah, man. I mean, shit. You go for two years with this series, you, you see some things. And uh, it's something I'll never forget. And I'll always, it'll always be a part of me, for sure. There you go. Can we stop talking about Carter now? Well, who do you want to talk about? I want to talk about some Number J.D. 95? Beach, dude. He's, he's the 95? guy. 95, J.D. Yes. Beach. Yes. Um, let's give him a call. Let's do it. Hey, what's going on? What's up, Jiggy Dog? Not too much. Uh, because it's the off season and you, you're just taking a breath, or what? <laughs> I something like that. Yeah. Uh, no, I, Hayden. Hayden's leaving to go drive out west, so I was helping him get loaded and stuff. So, so, so that's what I was doing. Right on. So, what's he going? What's he doing out west? Uh, he's heading out there because he. Uh, he's actually going to Africa uh, next week for two for two and a half weeks, but he's driving out to California. So then when he gets back, his van and like his bike and stuff is there because he's gonna. Because I'm gonna go out 
and stay in uh in Phoenix this winter. Yeah. So so when so so when he gets back, he he's gonna come stay there. That's cool. Right on. It's been a a crazy off season. I kind of went when the season ended. I I planned a bunch of stuff to do. Uh, like I, I went and did this uh tra- this tra- this trail ride up in Michigan uh with like Jared Mees and um, Brian Smith and uh but um but bunch of the guys from up there and. Uh, I I actually went to Spain. Uh, I went to Vegas for the Moto America Awards banquet. Like I I planned all this stuff so 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 I could stay busy, uh, not knowing how busy I was I, I was going to be uh, this year now. So uh, I I think I overbooked myself a little bit. Man, I don't know how you keep track of where you're going or where you've been or what's next because just what you said. A lot of people don't even do that in their lifetime, and you just did that in the last, what, five weeks, and now it's going to get even busier in 2019. So let's dive in and get to know J.D., and then we're going to catch up of what's been going on the last few weeks. we got some big news uh, you know, for the upcoming year, but let's go way back. So where were you born? Uh, I was born in Washington State, uh, uh, kind of around the Seattle All right. area. Well, I got you. What's it like growing up out there, and how long did you stay there? Because now you live in Kentucky. Yeah, it, it was it, it was re- it was really cool. I mean, it, it, there there was um, back then there was a lot of racing there, and uh, I I I I grew up with some, uh, some fast guys. I, you might have heard of them before. This guy uh, Brad Baker, he's quick, and uh, uh, Jacob. Uh, Lehman, so so I mean there there there's some really good guys to grow up with, and uh, we we uh, r- race a lot together. But uh, basically, once I turned 16 and I and I could drive, that that's when I moved back to uh, Kentucky. So there's some fast guys that are from right there too. So what made the decision to move to Kentucky? Yeah, so it, it kind of just happened uh, when when I'd come back for the for the amateur nationals. Uh, I, I'd come and hang out with the Gillums, and uh, it, it started like I I met him the first time I came back, and then uh, the next year I, uh, or I I came back and raced, and then I came back and stayed at their 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 house. The year after that, I came and stayed with them before the nationals and uh went and did the nationals and then stayed with them again after so each year it kind of got more and more and uh one one year we we were all just uh sitting around and me and hayden and frankie lee were all kind of joking about how 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 it'd be cool if I uh, moved back here so I could ride with them more and we could race and stuff and uh, I told my dad and he and if it has to do with racing and making me better he was all he was he was all for it so so yeah I mean it, it, it kind of started out as a little as a little bit of a joke and but now I'm now, 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 now they've been uh, stuck with me for about a, a, 
11 years or so. Wow. I, I didn't realize you've been in Kentucky that long, but let's go back to when you first started riding motorcycles. How old were you when you first threw your leg over a bike? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, the first time I ever was on a bike was probably when I was born because my dad, uh, I mean, he, he, he actually still, uh, races dirt track. And, uh, so, so I think as soon as he could get me on a bike, I was, and, uh, and, and then I think I started mm, racing when I was about three and a half or so. Wow. That's a long time. So was your first race a flat track race? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so my dad was all was all about that, and uh, my first race was a flat track race, and uh, it was in Oakwood, Washington, and 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 I would I would almost put money on it that uh, that was where where Brad's uh, first, uh, first race was too. Wow, did you win? I I I think I actually ran, ran ran off the track and uh maybe hit some stuff and so there there there's probably a good chance and I I do know I wore my dad's uh helmet so it was uh pretty big so I bet I probably could, I couldn't even see probably <laughs> That's a fun story. So we're going to try to have Brad on here in the next couple of weeks so we'll ask him where his first race was and we'll see if it was the same place but so what was it about flat track that, that made you want to keep flat track? And did you, were you fast right away or did just something you wanted to work for because your dad did or why flat track? I don't know. I, I think it, it was just kind of the way I, I grew up and that, that kind that, that's what my dad did. And, uh, and, and I mean, I think when I, I was a kid, I mean, we were racing 30 weekends a year. I mean, my, my dad, uh, back at, that time I mean, he was chasing points in the plus 40 class or whatever. And, and so, so, I mean, it was a, it was a big deal. And like, I mean, we, we'd be going to all the races and, uh, I, 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 I remember, uh, like when we're going to the races, I'd watch movies and stuff. And there, and there was one that was, uh, it was from 1990 and it was like the, Hamill Pro Series, and uh, and I I'd watch it all the time, and and it and it follow it fo it followed the race series through uh throughout the year, so it had all had all the races, and some tracks they showed the whole race, something some some tracks they just showed blips of it or what or whatever, and I think I was about seven years old or so, and and uh and and I told my dad then that that's what I wanted to do for a job. And as I grew up, that, that's what, or that, that, that that's what I told him, uh, what I wanted to do. And, and so I think he kind of, he kind of took that and ran with it. Cause he, he, he never raced as a pro. Like he raced when he was, he was younger. And as he got older, he kind of found girls and, uh, he lived on a boat and stuff. So I think he kind of, enjoyed that more than uh racing pro so like he he never took that step and uh so i think he kind of wanted to live his dream through me a little bit so so i mean he definitely did uh push me hard for it but i i i'm I, i'm i'm really glad i did it yeah that's it sounds like you made the right choice you know you know some people never know what they want to be like 
I'm 46 years old. I don't know when I'd be, what I want to be when I grow up. And you figured that out when you were seven. So <laughs> my hat's off to you. Um, when did you first write, you know, try road racing? Uh, I, I first tried r- r- road racing, uh, it was about 2006 and it was just, um, looking back, I, I, I didn't know all this stuff was going on, but I think it, uh, between my dad and a few guys that were helping me, they wanted to get me on a r- road race bike to see if I like it. And I, I did, I, I only rode once or twice but it, it was it was because uh they had heard about the red bull rookies cup in europe so they wanted to get me on a bike and see if i would like it and uh get a little a little bit of time on it so i i went and tried for the uh or tried out for the rookies cup uh at the end of 2006 and barely had any time on a bike and so and so, somehow got picked and uh so so my actually my first ever time racing a road race bike was in spain wow that's incredible and then you went on to win the red bull moto gp rookies cup in 2008 and you're the first american to do do that that's incredible jd after not even racing you know road race that long what was it like to go over there and compete against these guys on these new tracks on a new bike? I mean, what an experience that had to have been. Yeah, it it was it, it was crazy because like, I mean the first the first year I I I, I raced over there was two, was 2007 the the year before I won and it was I mean a, a whole crazy experience. I mean I was traveling the world like i had never been to those places in europe i was racing a bike that i had or like a type of racing that i had little experience i i was doing it like i, I mean I, my dad couldn't go because we couldn't afford us both to go so i was so that was the first time i had ever raced without him there and um and so it was just a, it, it was a it was crazy. There's so many new things and so much stuff to learn. And uh, I think my best finish that year was maybe an eighth. Like it was like I think I finished 16th in, in points. It wasn't very very good at all. And uh, I it, it was it was it was bad enough. And I was young I was young enough. I was like I don't even know why I'm doing this. And I'm I'm not that good. And uh, and I guess just through the winter, I did some some track days and stuff. Not nothing amazing. And uh, when and and I got asked to come back for 2008. And when I went over there for the first test, it was like a, a light switch flipped, and like I I knew what I was doing. It, it was it was weird. Like I mean, the first test, I think I was second fastest and then the second test i think i might have been queen wakest or in the top three or something like that so it was it, it was crazy how things uh switched like that you know you always hear people say that you know flat track is a great training for road race uh it obviously paid off for you so what is it about going from dirt you know going fast and sliding to being fast when you're racing you know road racing what what is it about that why does that happen yeah, I, I think it's just I, I think the 
the the riding part is good, like being able to slide the bike and stuff. But I think because in 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 dirt track, which I mean, I I know you know, like as an amateur and stuff, usually you're racing three or four classes. You're on different bikes. You're the track is. I mean, you're there for twelve hours or thirteen hours from the time practice starts to by the time you're done at night. So and the tracks changing all the time you jump it from bike to bike and stuff so i think having all that experience not only just sliding the bike and stuff but having all the experience from riding different bikes that when you're road racing and and as the race goes on and the bike changes because the tires start going off and the forks are getting hot and the shocks getting hot and, and all that the bike starts acting differently and i think all the time that I've spent racing dirt, racing dirt track, switching from bikes, you, you, you learn how to adapt quicker for that feeling and stuff. And, and, um, and, and plus with, with the tires spinning and stuff, you, you, it, it doesn't freak you out. You're, you're, you're used to it. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense now that you put it that way. Um, after 2008, you won that Rookies Cup. Then in 2009 is the first time we got to see you on the Grand National Circuit in dirt track. And you kind of went back and forth a little bit. And then 2010, you uh, you won the AMA Supersport East Championship. And you also, in 2010, you raced the first part of the season in the GNC2 class. You had four wins. And then you move up to expert. In your first race as an expert, you finish on the podium. And not very many people can do that. So do you remember that race? And how hard was that for you? Yeah, it was uh, it was it was awesome. It it, it was cool. It, it was like something that kind of built up to it because uh, be, be, before that, I, I got a call from uh, Craig Rogers asking if I wanted to ride one of his twins, and and I mean at at that or well, I mean Jared Me still still rides for Craig, but at that time, uh, J- Jared was winning like he is now. And, uh, and like that, that was one of the be- best twins to ride. And, and, and I, I was, I, I was surprised I got that call from him and, and, uh, and I, I told him yes, but the thing is, and that, cause we had Peoria one weekend, then Indy the next, and then Springfield. And I, and I, and I asked him like, if I could wait till Springfield and, and he, he asked me why. And I was like, because the year before I had won Peoria and Indy as a on the GNC two class, and I told him I was like, I, I want to try and win these two races again, and then move up. And luckily, I, I, I was able to win Peoria, win Indy, and then uh, got some graphics made for my for for my four fifty and. Uh, went to Springfield and it, it was a it, it was surprising because I, I I had actually never rode the Springfield sh- short short track in the GST two class uh, so that so it was my f- f- first time riding there and uh, the day like the day didn't start out bad but it wasn't it wasn't nothing amazing I think I qualified tenth or something which I means still pretty good and went to the heat into the heat race and made it straight to the main. And, and I think actually, uh, I, I, I had a better starting spot than, uh, 
Jared Mees for the main, like like one uh, one spot better. Because I think I was even on the front row maybe. Uh, but then Jared asked me if I'd switch spots with with him because he was going for points and he want and it, it was a short track, so he wanted to try and get a good start. And I was like, yeah, for a uh, hundred bucks, it's it's your spot. And he's like, okay, so. So, so I, I made sure he paid me too. And, but, but right yeah, so, so I switched, yeah. So, so, so I switched spots with them and, uh, the, the, the race got going and it, it was kind of a crazy race. Cause I think actually even Chad coast was up there and crashed. And I think, uh, Joe cop jumped his bike and, uh, like I'm, I'm out there racing and, and the next thing I know, I got, I get the five lap board and I, like I kind of do the math a little bit. I realize I'm in third. I'm like, Holy crap. And so, I mean, I cross the line, I get third Wiles won. Uh, I can't remember who got second that night. I'm, 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 I'm drawing a blank, but I, I remember coming across in third and I'm like that, that was kind of like my home race too. And so there's a lot of people from home and, uh, and so I got third and like, you would have thought I won, I won the damn race. I was so excited. And it, it was cool because like I had people that were, uh, media people that were in the mid, in the middle of the track and they came running out and they were all pumped. So it, it was a, it was a really cool night. Yeah. It, if I remember it, you know, it was a cool night and not very many people, like I said, before we started that question have ever, you know, race their first expert race and end up on a podium. So uh, I think you proved to a lot of people that you are the real deal. Not only were you a fast road racer, but you could dirt track too. And, and I guess there's so many things in your career that you've already achieved at such a young age that we could spend all day talking about it. But you know, what I want people to understand and, and what you should too, is that you've raced, you've road raced now full time for a long time and you still managed to find some time to do some dirt tracks. So that's what I want everybody to know. And then you rode for the factory Yamaha team road racing. What, what's it like getting the call from the factory to say, Hey, you want to ride our bike? How, how cool is that? It, it was really cool. Cause from, uh, to, from about 2008, when I won the Red Bull rookies cup, that, that was like, that, that was the thing that I want, wanted to do was go road racing. So I put in a lot of time and a lot of practice and, had some decent results, but not, but not great ones. And the the time kind of came where I, I, I knew the, the spot that I, that I wanted, that seat was open and I put in a, a lot of work and made a lot of phone calls and talked to a lot of people. And at that time, I mean, there, there was, there was multiple guys that were up to get that seat. And I, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if I was the top choice. Like I, out of the guys, I, I didn't have the the best results, but uh, Keith McCarty saw something in me that 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 he liked, and uh, I, I I've actually talked to him about it before, and he he jokes that it was uh, that most people would have thought it was a dumb move to make. Cause, I mean, I I I I hadn't won a race, I, I wasn't anything. Uh, special and uh when when i finally got that phone call from him it was 
it, it, it was amazing. I mean, it was something that I had worked for for five years that that finally came through. Actually, more than five years, but yeah. So I mean, it finally came through, and it, it, it was awesome. So, what was it like winning that first championship in 2015? It, it, it was a cra- it was a crazy year because that was the first year Moto America was what uh, was around and uh, 2014 was the first year that I had rode for the team and it definitely wasn't a, a great year and then a bunch of stuff changed within the team in 2015 and I hadn't won a race yet and we start the the season off and uh, we're at a new track where it, it's a it's a new series all all this stuff and uh it, it it had been dry all weekend and right before the race it just started pouring rain so it, it, it was a rain so it was like all this stuff got thrown at me and uh and at at that time i wasn't uh, i didn't feel great racing in the rain and uh the the the, the, the race was crazy there's crashes there's people passing dropping back all, all this stuff and uh going into the last lap I was in the lead. I was like, all right, somebody's going to pass me because it, this track at, at, at Coda, I mean, it's a long lap. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm just trying, I'm trying to be smooth. I can't really hear people behind me and I'm, I'm going, the laps getting, or like we're getting closer to in the lap. And like, I go past a few, uh, a few of the spots where I could be like a good spot, spot to pass. And nobody tries to pass me. I'm like, what's going on? And I actually, I almost crashed in in the last turn because I was, I was like, well, hell, somebody's gonna try and pass me here because they, they they haven't tried to pass me. So I go into the last turn deep and almost crash. And when I come out of the last turn, the 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 line isn't too far away, and I, I cross the line and I look back to make sure it it was a checkered flag because I I just I couldn't believe it, and I saw there's nobody behind me. I was like the most amazing feeling ever. Like I, I was so excited and, and that, I think that kind of just got the ball roll, rolling for that first year that or my first year that I won. And, uh, cause then I realized that I, I could do this and, and, uh, to win the championship that first year was awesome. But I think, I mean, I, I, I truly think that this last year when I won in 2018 felt, felt even better why was your championship in 2018 so gratifying i think the championship this past year felt so good just because because one like when i won in 2015 i mean it it was it was special because it was my first one over here and then 2016 and 17 when I got second, I mean, when I got second in 2016, I lost by, I think three or four points, something like it, it, it hurt. Cause I came back, I, I think halfway through the year, I was 44 points down and I went on and won eight races in a row or something and, and lost by four points or something. So, so that, so, so that one hurt. And then 2017, uh, we had some rule changes and stuff. I uh, struggled some and just straight up just got my butt whooped. 
and uh, for 2018, it, it was uh, I, I changed some stuff, and I I I I actually had bought some land uh, right down the road from our house and uh, had a track that like we we all train at and stuff. So I I, I just put in so much work and uh we we as a team we had definitely had our struggles and uh and stuff just could we the the team had cha- changed a lot we went from having two riders to one and the way the program was just it, it was a uh, a lot different so i think there's a lot of stuff uh that went on by, uh behind doors that people didn't really see and uh, I, I just I worked my butt off all year and uh, won the most races I, I had before and I don't know it, it was just it was a really emo, emotional year and it, it, it felt really good to do it and, and and to do it the way that I did. I love it, JD. Um, not only did you win the 2018, you know, Moto America Supersport Championship, but you also competed in four Grand Nationals, finishing second Daytona, uh, seventh at Minnesota, and sixth at the Meadowlands. So, um, I also want to talk about the Atlanta Short Track because I don't remember exactly what happened to you. But how cool was it to finish second at the World Center of Racing at Daytona, but this time on a dirt track on a TT on the infield? The truth, I was pissed. I was so mad. Uh, it, it, it was funny because actually, uh, my mechanic, my mechanic there, uh, was my crew chief for road racing the last, uh, three years before that. And so, 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 so we were really tight and it was funny because I, I remember him telling me after the race that he was walking to the podium and somebody at asked him he's like oh i bet uh jd's gonna be pumped about this and 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 uh my mechanic mike was like nah he's not gonna be very happy and i and i i wasn't i mean i was so damn close to jared uh and i I mean of course i was happy but i wanted to win win that thing and i think what 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 got me to was uh at in the past at the dirt track races that, that I wasn't racing, but I was there helping people or just watching, uh, you guys always played the commercials and like ads and stuff. And, and there was one that, that was, uh, that, that Jared was in that, uh, it was after he had won on the Indian, I think, uh, the first year or, or, or no, it was the last year he had won on the Harley going on to the Indian, but there's a, uh, question thing about uh, asking Jared uh, why he's so good, and he, and it's all it, it was it would play all the time. And it was to win first. You'd ha- first you had to hate to lose, and uh, and so so like I've heard Jared say that so much, and then to get second right right behind him, it was just it it, it really uh, got it really got me going. But I, I'm I'm. I'm looking forward to an, uh, another chance to it this yeah. year. Dude, I love it. I love it. You got to hate to lose to want to win. I love that. So I don't I don't like bringing up bad things, but I just want to know what happened at, at the Atlanta short track, which was round number two. You're the fast qualifier. 
you ran six in your heat race, but then we had we all had to come back on Sunday because we rained out, and you got 15th in your semi. And I just can't remember exactly what happened. I, like I said, I don't, I don't like bringing up bad things, but I really picked you to be on the podium at at Atlanta, also. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, like like you said, the 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 day started out really well, and uh, it, it was it, it was just weird the way the track changed and stuff. I, I don't think it suited our bike very well and uh at the time it was just me and uh my mechanic mike and he's a road race guy so he doesn't know he didn't know much about dirt track at all and like i mean i had done dirt track or i I mean i've I've dirt track my whole life but setup side wasn't especially on a twin i i'm i'm still learning that part a lot and so we were kind of with the way the track was changing, we, we were kind of getting lost a little bit and we made some changes to the bike, uh, for the heat race and it, it didn't work, but I made it, uh, but I got six, like you said, but then we had, we had the rain out. And so, so we came back the next day and like we had one round of practice and through the night and that next morning, uh, I had talked to some people and, made huge changes and uh went out for practice and it was way better and uh so we went out for the semi and on on that track you could run up high or down low and so so the way the pack was i mean i I was kind of i'd run down low and drift up high and then run down low and so i was moving around a little bit but i was in the the range of about third through six or so so i mean i i was in a spot so I could make the main and, and the bike was feeling better. And I, and I knew some changes that I wanted to make for the main. And then with, uh, about three, three laps to go in the semi, the bike just started getting some amazing traction. Like I was like, I had a Jared Mees tire on there. Like I was hooked up. I was going. (laughs) And, uh, and then, and then the the next thing I know, I'm going down because the front straightaway was like a D shape, and like I'm going down, and the bike is still sideways. So I'm like, what the hell? And I'm I'm not going as fast. Uh, and then so then that that was three laps ago, and then the next lap I come around and I had a flat tire, and so I was still I was still running seventh, so I could still make it. So I'm so I'm racing on a flat tire thing, going everywhere. I come around for the white flag. I'm sitting eighth because like I was counting the guys. I'm like, okay, all I gotta do is make it one more lap, and then it was on the rim by then. And then I got passed by the rest of the pack, and so then that that was why why I got fifteenth. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. I knew I knew you're too good of a rider to uh, you know to be finishing fifteenth in a semi for sure. So I just didn't remember you had a flat tire. Um, you know, you finished off the year with a seventh and a sixth at Minnesota and the Meadowlands, two brand new tracks, two deeper tracks. Did you like those two races at all? I mean, a sixth and a seventh or a seventh and a sixth, I should say. Did you like those tracks? Are you looking looking forward to going back to those tracks in 2019? Yeah, I, I think it was a lot of fun. It was uh, it was interesting for sure because even though I was on a – Yamaha it was a different frame than what I had rode before so so it was uh, I was having to learn the new frame learn this new 
motor because Mike Soffer had 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 built those motors. So there's a lot of new stuff to learn, and that was the first mile I had rode since 2013. So I, I don't care how fast you go on a road race bike or in a car or whatever. When, when you go 140 on a dirt track, it is a different feeling. So it, it definitely it, it took me a little bit of time just to get used to that again. Uh, and so I, I think we were kind of behind the ball a little bit and, uh, going into the last race at the, or actually at Minnesota, I feel like if we could have, we I mean, we've made changes every time I got off the bike and like, we we're making big changes. And I feel like if we could have went and re-ran the main that I would have been not bat- not battling for the win, but maybe like the fourth, fifth spot. Because I-, I think as the race w- went on and as the day went on, the bike got better. We just didn't, ha- we didn't ha- have enough time. Uh, so at the end of the night, uh, we decided, because they had another frame that, uh, that I like the ki- kind of frame that I had rode before. So at, Meadowlands, we were gonna r- race that frame. So, so we started that, and uh, I was go- I was farther down in the field than I was the weekend before, and so we're so we were we we're scratching our heads, and I guess luckily the bike had some issues, so we had to get on the bike that I raced the weekend before, and uh, instantly dropped, I think twelve spots in qualifying or something like that. And, uh, and, and, and so, so, so we, we made the main event and I, I was feeling really good. And I, I felt like we could have gone forward. Um, I, I got a decent start and I was going and, and like, you know, that, that, that night it was kind of not raining, but misting the whole day. Uh, and so, so, so during the main, I knew I wasn't going to have enough tear off. So, my plan was I was going to wipe a lap, pull a tear off a lap, wipe a lap, pull a tear off a lap. So then I'd make it to, to the end. Well, I found out quickly that leather gloves don't work very good to wipe rain off your shield. So, so the second lap, I went to wipe my shield going into the turn and lost about 10 spots or so. And, uh, came back through the field and got, got six. Uh, and I, I, I was right. I was, I was right there with wild. I actually passed him once or twice, uh, for fifth. And so I, I, that's another race. I feel like if we could have went back and rode the main after all the stuff we had learned. I, I, I feel like we, we, we would have done better too. Yeah, I, I agree with you on, on a lot of those things. And now that you've got those tracks, you know, behind you, you've been there before, it should make it easier for 2019. And that's what I want to talk about next is, you know, the 2019, it seemed like the, the deal was announced for you to go flat tracking with Estenson before the road race deal came about. So how did the deal with you and Estenson Racing come to be for flat track for 2019? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it kind of started... Uh, at the end of 2018, when when I did the last two races with him, and uh, I, I think between me and him and the team, we all got along well. And I, I think he saw uh, how 
even though I did the last two, two races and it didn't matter where I finished or the points or anything, I, I, I think he saw how, how hard I, 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 I would work and, uh, how bad I wanted to win. And, uh, I think he liked it and we just kind of got the talking and, and I think the way racing is going right now, and I think the spot where his team is right right now, I think it, it just everything kind of fell into place. And it, it, I think it, it's it's worked out better because it wasn't forced, because it wasn't something I was trying to do really at the, at the time when we started talking. It wasn't what he was trying to do, but I think it just kind of fell together easily so so i i I think this is why it's gonna work so well and why and and why it worked out so well because it wasn't something that we were trying we weren't trying to force it to happen you know right on so then how did the road race deal come about because i guess the team you've been riding with for a while kind of closed doors and and kind of left you without a ride so how did that all develop so you can move up a class in road race and then how did tim estenson decide he wanted to be a part of your road race team as well yeah, so uh, when the Graves team shut uh, shut their or well, they didn't shut, Graves is still there, but they're they they're they're not gonna have a team, so it kind of left me with without a ride, and so but I I I kind of had heard that was gonna happen, so I was lining something up with the Rick with the Rick Nicholas racing guys, and I was gonna be. T, I was going to be teammates with Hayden, uh, which Hayden finished second in the points last year to me, and his room is right right across the hallway from me. So, so I think being teammates with him would have been would would have made home a little bit different. But it was but road, road, road racing is still something that I want to do. So that would my best choice and uh so I, I think the more Tim thought about it and knew how hard I worked and wanted and how bad I was wanting to get a super bike ride, um there there was the attack team that didn't have a rider. So so he took it upon upon himself to kinda to to sponsor the team and I, I think just Tim, Tim loves racing so much and, uh, loves not, not only flat track, but just loves motorcycles and just, it, it all kind of worked out. And I, I think that's, that, that, that's what Tim wants is to see people be, be able to chase, to chase their dreams. And, uh, and I, I think it's kind of like the, Dirt the dirt track deal too with but between me and him and it, the whole attack road race thing on a superbike wasn't forced on him. It was something that he decided to do and want and wants to be a part of it. So I I think that's what that that's how it all worked out. But I think it's going to be really cool not only for me but for him too to. To, to have two teams and to have me riding in both. And if I can, I mean, I, I don't know if, if it'll happen, but to win races and 
in in road racing and dirt track with the same team, it will be really cool. Right on. I'd have to agree. So that brings me to my next question. You kind of led into it a little bit. What are your goals and expectations for 2019 for flat track? I think it's going to be kind of a, a moving target a little bit, uh, just because this is the first, the first time where I'm, I'm going to be on a team where one, I don't have to work on the bike. Don't have to worry about getting the bike there. We are going to test before the season starts. So, so I think we all, I mean, of course we all want to win, but we're starting with, with a new bike and stuff kind of. So, so I think it's going to be something that's always going to be improving. And my goal is going to be changing, but I, I want to uh, work as hard, as hard as I can and try and get, get the team some wins and, uh, and if not, just get some uh, top threes, top fives, and just try to always be, be there fighting and, uh, and and not try try and limit the mistakes and uh, just try and put us at 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 the front as much as I can. Perfect. So I'm going to ask the same question for road race only because I want to know because you're moving up a class too. So what are your goals and expectations for road race? The I mean I I I would say say it's the same. I mean I I want to win races, but I mean. I got to take the steps to get, to get there. And that's top five, top three, and then working on the wins. But uh, I, I think it's a little bit different because I, I'm already kind of, I'm in the groove with that. Uh, I, I, I know how it all works and I understand the bikes a little bit more. Uh, the attack team I, I've actually rode for before or rode for them before. So, yeah, so I mean, it's, it, it, it's another thing where I, I want to, uh, make sure that I put the bike where it should be and be running up towards the front and try and uh, get 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 those top, those top threes and some wins. Okay, what are your what are your thoughts on PJ Jacobson coming back to flat track? I I think it's really cool. I mean he he's. He, he's not only, I mean, he, he hasn't raced in America since 2000, I think 2011 was his last year here. So it's, so it's cool that he's going to come back and race. And I think we're kind of in a little bit of the same boat. Like we have uh, a big passion for both road racing and dirt track. And, uh, and I, I think we both feel without putting words in his mouth i feel like maybe we we, we both uh didn't achieve what 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 we had thought we would have before we kind of made that step to um, road racing so because I, I i i know he never won a race and i i haven't won one yet and so i i think we both kind of have had had the same 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 goal to to try and finally get get that first win, and I, I think it's going to be be good for the sport and for the pitch. Just to have the influence from a guy that has been been at 
at the world stage. Uh, I, I agree with you, too, on, on that as well. So you and Colby Carlisle have been friends for quite a while. What's it going to be like racing against him in the Twins class this year? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be it's going to be really cool because, I mean, I know, uh, of course, he wants to go out and win or, or get podiums and 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 do good. But uh, I mean, there, there, there's definitely going to be a learning curve, and and I, I've been a, around him for a long time, and I think he he has a unique uh, riding style and, uh, and I, I, I know that. And, and I, um, I, I feel like with him, I can watch and, and, and help him. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it being his first year on a twin and being able to be his teammate. So, so I can help like I have in the past. And I, I think it's, it, it's going to be a a lot of fun uh, being teammates with him and Jake. Right on. So here's a tough one for you. So when you get to a weekend, when there's a road race and a flat track, how are you going to pick which one you're going to race? Yeah. So uh, luckily the guy that owns both teams is the same guy. So, so what our plan, our plan is, is we're going to just make that, decision uh when when we get close to that weekend uh there's not really a set plan of 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 what we're gonna what we're gonna do we're gonna cross the bridge uh when we get there but uh i I think between me and tim and attack and uh the flat track team we're gonna make the best choice that 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 is good for everybody and and yeah, so 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 yeah, that 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 that's just something we're gonna cross when uh, when we get there. All right. So why would a flat track fan like road racing? It's bikes. I mean, I I think uh, I I I I don't think road racing gets enough uh, credit for like. I mean, if you go watch a race, they're they're actually they're really exciting and and. Uh, and I mean, I, I think there's a lot of stuff for fans to do during the race weekend. And, and I, I know for myself, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm a fan of motorcycles. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's motocross or flat track or, or road racing. So, 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 so I think it's cool to go to, to go see uh, di- different sports and, knowing that a lot of uh, flat trackers have come to road racing. And it, I, I think they would enjoy like kind of seeing that crossover and stuff. And it, sorry to say, but it's a little bit more cleaner too. Well, I, I get you there for sure. So I'm going to flip this <laughs> one. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to flip this one around on you. Why would the road racing fans like a flat track race? just because it is a one day event uh, and you can see the whole track if you're not by a screen to to watch the race. And I, I think the flat track racing is kind of, it's more homey a little bit. Like I, 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 there's a different feeling when you're at a flat track race, which I think 
is it, it's a fun feeling. So I, I I think just the event and and seeing different bikes and stuff and and now if you're a flat track fan, a road race fan or whatever, you can see you can see me race at both events. Right on. I like it. I like those answers. So now it's the the time of our episode here in the podcast where it's Graham's question. And Graham was so excited when when I told her that you were going to be on because she's a huge J.D. Beach fan. And she thinks you're going to be on the podium at all the TT races. But she wants to know what (laughs) type of dirt tracks. She said, what type of dirt tracks do you feel the most competitive at? Um, I would say the one I feel the most competitive at is the ones I leave. Explain that a little bit more. (laughs) <laughs> no no i mean i, I think uh I, I i i think i do feel good at tt tracks uh just because that i mean that is something that kind of relates more to road racing because there's a right hander and you use the front the front brake and i ride motocross a lot so i mean i'm definitely not gonna scrub a twin or anything off the jump but i feel better off of the uh, on jumping uh so 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 yeah i mean i i feel good on those but i'm i'm actually i'm really looking forward to riding uh springfield again uh just because the last time i raced there i i got third and i was 0.01 from uh winning the race so i think uh, with the the bike we have now, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to that race too. Okay, sounds good. Time for our rapid fire questions. So I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to mind when I ask these next few questions. So what does JD stand for? Jiggy dog. <laughs> Is that what it says on your birth certificate? <laughs> no, it's James Douglas. Okay. I like Jiggy Dog. We'll go with that. So, uh, so here's an here's the next one. Who gets that victory lap when you win your first Grand National? Uh, it'll be my mechanic. All right, I like that. What's your uh, favorite motorcycle that you've ever ridden? Who? Um, it's a toss up between uh, the Tac Superbike and the Dirt Track bike from this year. Okay. All right. So you've raced on racetracks all around the world. So what is your favorite track? Dirt track, it would have to be Peoria just because the history there and uh, there you don't get a different kind of feeling when you're pulling down the hill to the track. And road racing, it would have to be uh, Laguna. Okay. All right. What's the fa- What's your favorite trophy that you've ever won? Uh, I, I would have to say that it was from my uh, first ro- road race win in, uh, in Austin because it was a, cow- a cowboy hat and a metal trophy that was probably, it's probably three foot tall and weighs about 50 pounds. Wow. I didn't know they made such a thing. That's pretty cool. So uh, <laughs> who's an up-and-coming racer that we should be keeping an eye on? Um, 
I'm going to have to go within the team and say uh, Dallas Daniels. Yeah, I agree with that, too. He's the only rider you know, in history to win the, the Horizon Award in both road race and flat track in the same year. And I cannot wait till he turns 16. I just, it can't, you know, Limo's first time we had seen him on the pro circuit. So uh, the last question for you is how many race wins are you going to be stealing from Jared Meese this year? I hope. I hope he doesn't get any. Whoa! I love it. (laughs) I love it, man. That's a great answer. So uh, we're at the end of our podcast, and I want to give you the chance right now to say thanks to anybody you would like. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely have to give out a a big thanks to uh, Tim Essenson and his whole crew and uh, Monster Energy, Arai, Oakley, Yamaha, Motion Pro. I mean, there, there's there, there's so many companies that that help make my dream work. And uh, I mean, I I've got to thank all the people in in my corner. And and uh, and yeah, so uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, this season. JD, thanks for making time for us. I know we kept you on here a little bit longer than we planned. Um, I cannot wait to see you run the Grand National Flat Track Circuit for the full year, and uh, best of luck to you in 2019. Mm, thank you very much. That is one busy guy right there. And he's going to get even busier. I, I I can't even imagine how far in advance he has to start booking his travel. I mean, he's going to be gone almost every weekend. He's already making plans for 2020. <laughs> he has to. I can't. I can't even imagine. You know, I know I know what it's like just being over here on my side of things, just going to one series and then, you know, a few other races here and there, trying to keep your schedule yeah. up to date. I stress out about booking airfare. flight in a, in a hotel and in, in, in a rental car, like going for one weekend. I'm like, how's right. this? And he's doing like 10 times that. Every weekend. Do you think he might, if things are going well in both series, do you think he might try to pull a double one weekend? There's going to be a double where both run. Do you think he can squeeze that in? Is Has that ever happened? I can't think of one. I'd have, I'm going to have to put my, I haven't even put looked my at the phone schedules to use together. and get a hold of Bert Sumner because he will know that answer. Yeah, I haven't even looked at the schedules together, but that would be a crazy weekend. And I think that if there is an opportunity to do it, they should do it. It would be a cool Well, yeah, weekend. I mean, and imagine if he even, you know, makes, makes it to the main event, yeah. you know, in, in both. In both of them, That'd or even crazy. podiums, both. Yeah. You know how much publicity that both sports, both series would get. That would be insane, badass. Yeah, yeah. No, it's kind of like it's kind of like when a NASCAR driver do the Indy 500 or whatever, and then, and the then do the Indy 500 600. the same day. Yep. Yeah. Take a helicopter. F- that that's what that's what we need to do. Uh, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll raise money, get a helicopter for Jiggy Dog to go from one to the other, and then we'll cover it. That'd be great. We won't cover it. Only, only if one of us get to go with. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, shit, I'll, I'll shoot it if you want to pay me. I'll, I'll go there and do that. Um, that would be awesome, though. That would be really cool to see. And who better? I think he uh, he, he would definitely be able to, to qualify for both races. What a story that would be. I'm, I'm just really excited, Carter, to see him on the Grand National Circuit at almost every round. I mean, maybe every round, but, I, you know, like we said in the interview, like he said, his first expert race, he got on the podium, and you know he's looking forward to going back to Springfield. I know he, his first podium was the Springfield Short Track on a 450, but 
put him on the Springfield mile. You know, he's going to get two chances at that. He's going to get to run the Sacramento mile on a twin. He's won, you know, he won quite a few events in the GNC2 class back in the day. Yep. Well, now it, in the premier class. Two championships in four years, and then the other two years he got finished second. Like, he's coming off, a, he's got some momentum coming from the road racing world, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him run up front and, and challenge Jared Mays for a championship. And there, I mean, there's, there'll be a couple people in that hunt, but I, I think you, you can't throw his name out of that list. I mean, he, he's going to be running up there for sure. And I've got to get my Yamaha notes ready. I know I had them ready when Sammy was on the uh, Estenson Racing you know Yamaha, and then Jake Johnson's been doing good. He but he switched to Indians there for a little while, so gonna get my Yamaha notes out. It's been a long time since the Yamaha Twins been on a podium. Yeah, on top of the box. It's not just it's not just JD looking for that for that win. It, it, it's Tim Essenson. It's Yamaha. I mean, they want they want that they want that Yamaha top the box, and I think it's gonna happen this year. Daytona. I'm and then, telling you. And then and then also Jake Johnson gonna be on a Yamaha. He'll have some help now. That now it's just not gonna be him trying to ride that one motorcycle, develop it. He'll have JD Beach. He's gonna yep. have Kobe Carlisle. They can all three make that bike better, faster. Yeah, no, it, it's it's and hats off to Tim Essenson, right? Not just what he's doing for for flat track in general and these riders, but going ahead and sponsoring him on the road racing side too. So um, that's cool to see. It's cool to see the same sponsor across both series too. So that's that's kind of groundbreaking stuff that's going on there too. Yeah, exciting stuff for sure. Well, what do you want to do for next week? I think you kind of mentioned it or hinted it a little bit in our intro, mm-hmm. but uh, I think we need to talk to the uh, when people got the gang back together. Yeah, no, I think we, we've been wanting to talk to this guy for a while, um, but I think no better time to, to talk to him than the news that dropped this this week and, and trying to get his take on that and what he's got planned for 2019 and beyond, man. Plus, it's a good story. He's a good dude, so... Looking forward to talking to him, and uh, we got a few others in the can that that I really, really am looking forward to to start this new year. All right, you're not gonna tease us anymore. You're just gonna leave it at that. No, you can tease if you want to. I think we just, nope. just yeah, nope. just just nope. throw it out there and let everybody speculate. Um, but yeah, man, looking forward to to these conversations and, and 2019 for sure, dude. Absolutely. Hope everybody has a great week. Smash that like button. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the episode. I Scott, know, you love smash that. Smash that, like, that button. like button. Give us a follow. Tell your friends. Give us a follow <laughs> and tell all your friends. Smash Tune in it. to Off the Groove. Yeah. I like it. All right, T- man. T-shirt stickers coming soon. What? Oh, what? Are they, though? I don't know. We should talk about it. All right, man. We'll talk to you next week, bro. Have a good one, man. Peace. Peace.